Father, I thank you that you're calling us to deeper waters. We're calling us to We're calling us to deeper We're calling us to We're calling us to We're calling us to deeper waters. We're Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sing, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. You may be seated, hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone. If you wasn't here last week, I really don't have time to go through all of it, amen. Uh, but this is part two. This is part two. Water walkers, part two. Uh, we, we, we define the picture of what a water walker is. Um, Pastor Edward gave his testimony. A water walker is someone who does something in the power of God, with God's power, that they could never be able to do on their own. Alright, that's a water walker. So that's a picture of water walking. We got Peter walking on water. How many of you would never have been able to walk on the water if not for the power of Jesus Christ in his life? Amen. And so, there's a lot of things I want to say. I'm going to bounce around a little bit. We read the scripture last week. We read it today. Um, God is moving in this place. You know, I can't imagine... As you read the Bible, as Peter experienced it, that when God called him from his fishing boats, when God called him, when God said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, when God called him, I'm sure that Peter had no idea what he was getting himself into. All right? And, th- and there's a lot of different ways to look at that. But I want to look at the, the, the wonderful aspects of water walking, of you know, the call that went out to Peter and the call that goes out. And listen, the Bible says very, very clear that many are called, but few are chosen. And how I interpret that scripture, how I see it, many people hear the call of God. Many people understand, if you're, supposed to, if, if, if you're like me, right, uh, I'm not supposed to be alive. The devil been trying to kill me since I'm in my mother's womb. You understand? And I kind of got time to testify, but that's a very real, you know, 13 surgeries before I was four years old. 
open heart surgery. And it goes on. Then, and then I chose to, to smoke crack to help the doctors out a little bit. And so, but it goes on and on. And so I'm not supposed to be alive. The devil tried to kill me. I'm supposed to be a statistic and all that wonderful stuff. But, but God. Right? But God intervened. But one day God you know, interrupted my miserable life. It's the same line. It's never changed. God got a hold of my life. And so, if you're like that, you know that you're not in prison right now. You're not in jail. I said last week, you know, I prepare for the sermon, but I come, you know, I get the Holy Spirit room to go. And you see me, I go away from my notes and I preach three sermons in one day. You, you never know what's going to happen. Amen. And so, but I said, you know, last week I said, and that bullet that missed you is evidence. And somebody came up to me and said, this is the first time I'm here. And I got shot in the head. And when you said that, God, let me know you're speaking to me. But you know your story. You know that, that you're here by God's grace and God's mercy. Lord. You're here because of divine intervention. You're here because God made a way when there was no way. You don't got to be a drug addict. You don't got to be never been in jail. You could have went to Yale and you still need Jesus. You understand? And so you could be a down and outer or an up and outer. All right? But you out and you need to get in. I told myself, you better get right before you get left. All right, you catch that one later. All right, I see you. All right. Okay. So... So anyway, so the same thing, the same call that, that, that was extended to Peter to walk out of the boat, the same call is extended today to men and women. It's, it's still out there. There's a call that goes out. And discerning the call is pretty, it's, it's pretty exciting and, and it's, you know, has a lot of different uh, components to discerning the call. One of the things that, that you know, Pastor doesn't say he fasted for 40 days on water. And, and we have people that deal with all types of issues. Food is many people's issues here. And his fast was something that Jesus called him to do. You understand? Jesus, it was clear. He, he prepared. He prayed. He planned. He fasted to fast. You didn't know that. Right? Many times he fasted before the, you know, he God prepared him. And so, we're not talking about some foolishness where you're called to feed the flesh, or you're called to do something crazy, or you're getting impulsive, compulsive. This is something God ordained. And that's one thing in the scripture that, uh, you know, that one thing that Peter said to him, which is powerful, and it messes me up, and it's a sermon in of itself, that Peter says, Lord, if it's you, right, command me to come to you on the water. He didn't say, command me to walk on water. It wasn't walking on water for Peter, it was going to Jesus. Ah, that's a big point. Listen, it wasn't just about the, a lot of people say, I want to be a pastor, but it's not about Jesus. A lot of people say, I want to, I want to preach, but it's not about you. I want a million dollars, but it gotta be about Jesus. The whole reason why Peter was able to walk on water, because it was about you. It was about going to where Jesus was. That, that's the, listen, wherever Jesus is at, wherever he's calling you to, it's important that you get out of whatever situation, whatever entanglements, whatever's going on, and go wherever Jesus is at. Because that's where power is at. That's where transformation is at. That's where healing is at. In the boat is not where it's at. Wherever Jesus is at, that's where the power is at. And, and so the big deal about, about what, what Pastor Edwin did and about what Pedro's doing, and Betsy, please don't get offended. We're not cool like this. I don't even know if she's here. But I saw Betsy with a, with a hat on yesterday crossing the street. And it looked like the hat didn't fit her. And she's like a normal person. And, she, and, and I, I, I looked in my car and I said, all these people looking at this lady and they don't know she's a water walker. This woman is a water walker. This woman has taken... Oh, I'm sorry. There you go, Betsy. You know what I'm saying? 
So, but, but, but I looked at her and she's, you know, playing with her hat and it's hot. And I said, and, and, and maybe it's the other day, but I said, this woman is a water walker. And I looked at Bessie and I don't, you said many water walkers don't get noticed. I thought about UFC champions, right? They look in, in, like in a flesh, like I'll smack this guy if he gets in my way. You know what I mean? Like, yo, puppy, you're in my way. And then next you know, I'm in the ambulance because I got a broken arm because this guy is a mixed martial arts specialist. She's a water walker. She looks like a normal little old lady, but that woman is walking with power. <laughs> I'm, Bessie, I love you. I said, I'm just my, welcome to my family, Bessie. All right? She's very young. I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the, the, Bessie, that's the worldly perspective, okay? We, we know you're like 29 years old and she's a water walker. Amen. I think about, absolutely. Come on, brother. God gave me wisdom. I praise the Lord. I, I think about Pedro getting ordained. He knows that there's a high price. He knows that the difference between calling and career is that when it's about, when you, you don't choose your calling, but you could choose your career. Alright? And the thing about calling is that you gotta learn to discern God's voice. Right? Cause you don't, I'm sure you know this, in Matthew, the devil quotes scripture to Jesus. Right? And demons know the word of God and so forth. And you gotta make sure that when you think you're called, that it's God speaking. And Pedro knows that it's God speaking. Career is about moving up the ladder. Calling is about moving down the ladder. Ah, you didn't get that. (laughs) Career is about what you can get based on your experience, your talents, your ability. Calling is about all that God, how God can use you, how broken you can become, how dirty of a servant you can be. Who can be the best slave for Jesus? That's calling. That's calling. So career is about looking to move on up with the Joneses, and calling is about getting down with the dirty slaves. And so he understands that he's been taught well, it's about serving. When you become a leader in this ministry, in these type of ministries, it's not about people serving, it's about you serving people. And, and, and the more you get elevated by God, hopefully you know how, you know how to make yourself low so that God can be lifted up. And you serve people. And so there's a calling that goes out. And listen, the same call is the same call, but you gotta be able to hear it. You, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the wind, right? You know, as the Bible says, he saw the wind. Right? If you're looking at the wind, now listen, here's the thing. When you walk out of, out of the boat and you're walking on water, you step out on God's water, you trust God. And here's the thing about this whole call thing. That it's all about a deeper relationship with Jesus. You know, there was, I heard a sermon once, my friend Al Valdez, he was preaching about, he had a dream, right? And he had a dream that he was preaching to the multitudes, wonderful communicator, preaching to the multitudes. Or he saw thousands of men and women, right? And that his pastor, he saw that. So the pastor said, listen. He said this. He said, did you see their faces? He said, no. He said, then it wasn't God. It's not about you. It's about the people. It's about bringing Jesus to the people. And you got to see their faces so you know who to serve. And you know, that was a discipleship moment for him. And that, that might not be in every context. It was God was speaking to him, letting him know. It's not about the preaching to the multitudes. It's about the serving of Jesus to the multitudes. It's about bringing Christ to the people. And so what happens in is that the call is all about Jesus. It can't be about your platform. It can't be how big your church is going to be. It can't be about how much money you're going to make. It can't, it got to be about how you can serve Jesus. This whole illustration, this whole, this whole Bible story, the whole thing about Peter walking on water is at the end of the story, what happens? Anybody knows? And all the people that were in the boat worship God saying, truly, this is the... These guys just saw him feed with, you know, fish and chips. He just fed 5,000, 15,000, maybe 20,000. Because there's the men plus women and children. Right? They just saw him perform mighty miracles. And I'm thinking, man, and, and now... You, and, and they do it all the time. They're just like me and you. God moves over here. We go through a storm. We see the wind. We forget what God did over there. 
we act hysterical. Remember what I told you last week? So God moves over here. He makes a way when there's no way. You know that he's treating you better than you deserve. You know that you're worse than you try to admit. And then you go, you, God makes a way. And you come over and, there's a, and you see the wind over here. And you forget that God is so good and God's so powerful. And you get hysterical. Right? And what we said last week, stop getting, and start getting historical. Right? Remember what God did over here, God did over here, God did. Remember he made a way when there was no way. Remember how he made, so, so the whole thing about it, right, is that the storm was so that God can get more. And, and we, a lot of times people want to be used of God. I, I said this a couple of months ago, some people didn't like it. Everybody wants to be like Jesus, but nobody wants to get kissed by Judas. Right? If you want to be like Jesus, you got to go through what Jesus went through. It's not that complicated. you got to go through the storms. So what happens is this. Whenever you walk on water, and the other thing about it is that water walking is a lifelong process. Right? Edwin made a decision, Pastor Edwin made a decision in 2001, I believe, to step out of the boat and leave his job. That wasn't it. 2002, he had to make another decision to do some other things and walk on some more water. And, walk, and, and listen, as you grow in the Lord, here's the thing, right? It's, it's funny. Fear, somebody said this. Fear doesn't go as long as you continue to grow. Because God always is drawing you to new, right, uh, uh, unfamiliar territory, new waters to walk on, new problems to trample over, right? New levels of, exp- of deliverance to experience, new levels of sanctification. And at every step of the way, before when God calls you to leave one place to another, you got to go through the fear, the doubt, the comfortability, bless you. All the drama that, that, that the flesh makes you go through before you take out in, a step in the spirit world, in the faith zone. And so what happens is this. So the fear doesn't go as long as you continue to grow. All right? That, that's one for you. Okay? The other thing is, is that water walking is a lifelong part. You can't live off of what God did in your life 10 years ago. you got to testify about what God is doing in your life today. And here's the thing. We're all on a mission. This is, this is the, your, my life story. Your life story is that you called to be a for Jesus Christ. You're supposed to be the salt and the light of the earth. You're supposed to bring forth the, the gospel, the life-changing, life-transforming, life-delivering gospel of Jesus Christ to a people who don't want to hear it, to a people that will mock you for believing it in yourself. Right? And so, we're not on this mission. Check, check it out. That your purpose is still has that. That you still don't know what it is to live in purpose. And God calls you. And listen, God always calls us to do things that we cannot do in our own power. Check, check it out. If you can do what you're doing in your own power, then, you're, then you don't need God. Right? God calls us to do things that we cannot do in our own power. God calls us to do... Listen, God calls us to the task to have extraordinary trust in Him to do the impossible. That's what God does. And so, now... And here's something that, and listen, there's a book. Let me just say, there's a book. John Alberg, is he preaching at the Leadership Summit this year? John Alberg, I think he's preaching at the Leadership Summit. There's a book called, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Have to Get Out the Boat. Beautiful book. A lot of my stuff I'm saying is, is, uh, he provoked thoughts. I stole it from him. I'm making it slang. It's just, read the book. You get, you know. And so, what happens is this, right? When God makes a call, this is very powerful. The other night, when God calls people, right? Here's the thing. There's a lot of things that happen. There's the fear. There's the doubt. There's kind of all that stuff, right? Move forward. You must make a decision. You must make a decision that I'm going to step out the boat and go where Jesus is calling me, or I'm going to stay comfortable in the. It's safe here. What what demon in hell would invite me to walk on water? That, that's what the flesh will say. 
And, and so what happens is this. So there's a decision that must be made. And listen to me very carefully. Listen to me. Once the decision is made, that person's life is changed. Listen. People who say yes to God and make it to say yes to God, their lives are changed and transformed. And God takes them from glory to glory to glory. They stumble forward. Listen, they're not perfect. They're not perfect by they fail forward. They, they stumble. What, what the Bible says about a, a righteous man stumbling? Anybody know? It says that a righteous man stumbles. Though he stumbles seven times, he gets up again. He gets up again. So people who say yes to God, it's not peaches and cream from there forward. It's not perfect. They're walking. They, they fail forward. They stumble forward. They stumble to the cross because that's why God is calling them. And so what happens is, and, but listen, the people who answer the call, Pastor Edwin, listen, I don't think you understand. We got it too comfortable in New York. All over the world, they wish they had a recovery house of worship. Uh, now, you, you, you can't comprehend it. You think, oh, we, listen, we, we put this, let this, let the name of the church burn. Let the name of Jesus be lifted up. We're not that type of ministry where this is the church. No, we're blessed to be serving the Lord. We're blessed to be the existence of the kingdom of God. But make no mistake about it, God has done something special here. There's been, Claudio's not here, and Pastor Edwin, and Dennis, and there's been people here, even Rosanna, even though she's not here, we got POWs and all that stuff, and MIAs, but there's people that answered the call. There's people that walked on water. Wally was a, you know, we just did this thing, everybody said, we were just at one point God was moving people stepped out and they walked on water and God is using them to transform lives and listen and we're breaking chains in the name of Jesus Christ and listen that little David and listen before little David there was another little boy his name was Pookie right Pookie and he, his, both his family, both his mother and father were strung out on dope and coke and crack and dust. And they brought him to the Brooklyn Lighthouse, which is the recovery house of worship. And a family here took them in. And the family here, they, the, the boy went around. He was, his, his, man, it was it's crazy. And today he's 15, 14 years old. He's ready to go to high school because a family from, listen, from the family of God took him in, adopted him, raised him, loved him like his own, the same way Jesus adopted us. And that little boy's, I don't want to use his real name because I don't have to mention, but that little boy's life has been transformed because somebody walked on water in this church. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? And there's many people, I hang out with water walkers all the time. I hang out, Louisa, but you know, she, she got bruises on her body because she's a water walker. Right? On Facebook, she got these bruises. Man, she stands by me. She's faithful. She's committed. She's answered the call of God. I feel sorry for people like Louisa. You wonder why? Louisa, don't worry. I got something good to say about you. I'm not going to, Betsy, I blew my opportunity to bless you, praise the Lord. Just have mercy on me, hallelujah. Seven times 77, glory to God, all right? But you you know what happens to people like Louisa? They come to a place like this, or they hear a sermon, or or God is speaking, a song, or God God does whatever he wants. God speaks to them, and they know that they know that they know that they're called by God. I mean, no, listen, I don't care if the husband is cuckoo for Cocoa Post or the wife is confused. They know that they are called. And they answer the call and they're stuck with guys like me. Yeah, true story. They answer the call of God. I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to serve you, Jesus. I'm going to. And here comes the pastor. Read this book first. Write this paper. Memorize 65 scriptures. Drive that person home. Go clean up that mess. And, and, and they're stuck with people. 
But thank God that people like Louisa, people like Betsy, people like Pedro, they, 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 they know the trick. There's a trick to this thing. Keep your eyes on Jesus. There's a trick. So the pastor is bugged out and, and he don't answer my call and he and he he's not he, he told me to meet me he didn't even he didn't show up he didn't show up at all and the pastor's bugging out and I wasn't even involved in the situation and I got rebuked and all this other stuff keep your eyes on Jesus listen the problem that Peter had is that he saw the wind he saw now listen I I, I don't I'm not I don't know again I don't study Greek and Hebrew like Edwin does all right. I study the dictionary. And I think if it's in English in my Bible, that many scholars have done a wonderful job and they gave me the good words, the translation. Reliable, remarkable, right? And reputable. So I'm thinking about this storm. I didn't go deep into study, but I watched uh, uh, Deadliest Catch. I'm sorry if that's a bad show. I watched Deadliest Catch. And these people go out and they search for crabs and, and I see these waves coming, man. These waves that knock people off the boat. These waves that they kill people. The waves, like the waves come. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's just the. I mean, waves. These these people were seasoned fishermen, professional fishermen. They knew. They knew the. He knew the wind was there before he saw the wind. He knew what a storm looked like. He's been in it many times. It was a terrible storm. You know, I think about this, and it's crazy. It's hard enough to step out and walk on water when the when the when the sea is calm. But this guy got waves, six foot waves. I'm thinking again, deadliest catch. I'm thinking, whoa, things are, I mean, this is crazy. And in the midst of the storm, in the midst of, he steps out. Because why he steps out? Because he's focused, he says, Lord, if it's, he's focused, Lord, Lord, if it's you, come on. He's focused on Jesus. He's focused. The waves are hitting. It's dark. It's rough. It's late night. You pray. He's Listen, it's been there. He's been in the storm for a little while already. The Bible says that right before dawn, right? When it gets dark. Right before the dawn. So he's in his darkest hour. The storm is there. It's all crazy. And, he, and he's bugging out. He's focusing on the storm and he's crying out. He's crazy. He thinks the ghost is coming. But he hears the voice of Jesus. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. He hears the voice of Jesus. And when he hears the voice of Jesus, his ears perk up. And he's focused on Jesus. And he, 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 this wind is, is, is hitting the waves. And the waves are hitting the boat. And all deadliest catch is happening. And he steps out. He's focused on Jesus. And he steps out of the boat. And he's walking on water. Listen, he's doing the miraculous. He's doing the impossible. He's anointed. He's spirit filled. He got the power of the Holy Ghost. He's the only man in history to walk on water. The other guy was God. So he's walking on water and the wind is hitting and the waves are hitting. Praise the Lord. And that's what happens. And when you serve God, Joanne knows about it. And Wally knows about it. And people know about it. Then when you serve God, it's good in the beginning. You got that first love encounter. And you're crying every little key that they hit on the keyboard. And every song is your song. And this is all these wonderful things. And God is good. And all the time, and all the time, God is awesome. And, you, and, and then we see the wind. Then we see the wind. We get distracted by the problems and the fussing and the fighting and who's going to do the solo and I don't like that song and, and uh, can we have service at 7 in the morning or can we have service at 5 and you get, we see the wind Then distractions come and things happen. We start focusing on people and places and things and, and, we, and we take our eyes off of Jesus. And when we see the wind, what happens? What happens when we see the wind? We begin to what? 
we begin to sink. The stuff that God got us out of, the stuff that God made a way for, the stuff that we're able to conquer, the stuff that we're overcoming, the stuff, listen, the stuff that, we, it's not like we don't got no spurs. I, I used to be a drug addict. I'm clean over 22 years. Right? I used to be a lot of things. I can't say some of the things in the pulpit. And so, but God made a way. But when we look at the wind, when we see the wind, when we take our focus off of God, when we stop, folks, we begin to sink. Now listen. You gotta fail. You gotta risk failure. You gotta risk failure. I couldn't get into the whole story about the Baltimore church plant, right? But we start, I started a church in Baltimore, a bunch of us, and, and, and failure, people look at it as an event, but it's really not an event. You know, we look at failure as an outcome, we look at the outcome of something, right? But, and I tried to say this last week, and, and I mean, but, when he goes to the boat, people, you know, oh, he, oh, you, oh, you have little faith, why did you, they focus, Jesus wasn't the problem, right? He said, why? He's telling you, you doubted, you had little faith. You, this is your problem. You lack, you, you lost your faith. You had little faith. What happened here? He's showing the problem. Listen, you gotta fail. You gotta be able to fail. And, and here's the thing that I love the most. You ever, you ever served God and fallen? You, you ever, you ever got married and then you said I do to all the wonderful vows and you cried and your lip quivered and all that wonderful things? And then two years later you're wondering what demon in hell lied to you about getting, saying those words I do? Huh? You, you ever, you ever did something? You ever started well and in the midst of something? You, listen, things happen. Things happen. Right? So what happens is that he fails. He, he, according to he falls, he's sinking. Right? And here's the, here's the thing that's important, right? Listen, he's sinking. Whatever it is, people sink in addiction, people sink in depression, people sink in isolation, people sink in religiosity, people sink in pornography, you know, it gets on. People sink in different things. People critical. They think they do nothing wrong, but they're very critical. The devil's using them. They don't know they're working for the devil. Now they become the accuser of the brethren. Right? So there's many different ways that you can be sinking. And listen, everybody got to sink. You got... Those who step out and walk on water got to sink. Because people stay in the boat. They, see, what happens is this. Peter got to experience something the other guys didn't get to experience. He got, he got to walk on water. We know that. But he got to experience. When I saw you worshiping, right? You know, what she, I saw Kathy worshiping. You know, when, when he said uh, he's the risen king, death cannot hold him down, Kathy gets excited. You got to be near death to get excited about those verses. <laughs> you you got you to know what it is to be down and out and have nobody and know everybody's gone. And only Jesus can make a way for you. Only Jesus can overcome death. Only Jesus can overcome illness. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. And you gotta come from a... Somebody said, you gotta come from a cemetery, not a... Seminary. I don't want to tell that lot. You gotta know what it is to be in a cemetery. To have that type of worship. So he's, he's failing. He's, he's sinking, right? He's sinking. And he's, what does he say? Anybody knows what he says? Lord save me. Right? That's a very eloquent prayer, right? Very powerful prayer. Very, Lord save me, very powerful prayer. Listen, man, when you take a step out on God and you trust Him and, you know, things get rough and, and you might go to the fire, whatever the case may be, it's important that you understand that as you go fail forward, you can always cry to God no matter, no, even if it's sin. 
Even if you twist it, even though, even if you relapse, even if you go backwards, even if you went back to the vomit, the Bible says very clearly that you got the right to repent. You got the right to turn around. You got the right to ask forgiveness. You got the right to change. There's power in the name of Jesus. You got that right. So as you're walking on water, now you got to walk on water. I'm not, if you're in the boat, you're never going to get to that point. So now here's the thing. I know you're closing me out. Okay, here's what happens, all right? I got to go. All right, I got to go. We'll do Water Walkers Part 3 until we know. All right. So he, he's sinking. And he, he experiences God. He experiences the Lord's grace. He experiences God's saving power, God's keeping power. Like if you, you got to try something and maybe fail. You got to try something crazy and, and witness to people. You got to try something like take two days off and go to leadership summit. You got to try something like complete abundant life. You got to try something like become a member and be accountable and let us speak into your life and let us disciple you. You got to be able to get out the boat so you can experience God's power more and more. So you can experience God's presence more and more. God God's power and God's presence is not in the boat. It's outside of the boat, in the midst of the storm, when you're sinking, when you're walking. All right. Okay. All right. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out the boat. So here's what I want to ask you. We're going to close. What's your boat? What's your boat? I got to pass another state. His boat is the church that's miserable, that he don't like them. They don't like him. It's not growing, right? But he's scared that he won't get another position or something. His boat is an uncomfortable, ungodly place where God don't want. You know, your boat is where you feel most comfortable without God. That's where your boat is. Your boat is, is whatever those things that you run to when you don't run to the cross instead of the cross. What's your boat? Your boat can be a secret, a secret sin. Your boat can be your job, unfortunately. I know a lot of people who choose the career over calling. They don't know what they're losing. What's your call? What's your boat? Your boat can be a relationship. Trying to make somebody love you and they can't even love themselves. And God loves you more than you'll ever be loved by anyone on this earth. What's your boat? Your boat can be an addiction, of course. It could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be running, you're running to the bottom, running to the bottom, and Jesus' arms are open, he's waiting for you to run to him. What's your boat? Your boat can be money. What's your boat? What's your boat? What's your boat? I can't, you know, what's your boat? Think about this. What are you most afraid of losing? Just think about that. Your fear can introduce you to what your boat is. What are you most afraid of losing? I'm most afraid of losing my call. Because a tie to my call is my relationship. Tied to my call is the power and the presence of God. Tied to my call of miracles. Tied to my call is a legacy for my great-great-grandchildren. Tied to my call is a heritage. Tied to my call, I want to be a legacy leaver, a water walker, a history maker, a world shaker. That's what I want to be. And it's all tied to my call. So we're going to sing a song, amen. I want to encourage you to step out your boat today. We're going to have a time of prayer. I got two minutes to pray for people. Amen. So as they sing this song, as you feel led, listen, you got to get out your boat if you're going to walk on water. As you feel led, I want you to get out your seats as, a, as an act of getting out your boat. And you're going to come forward and we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray that when you leave here, you leave here going with Jesus now and you won't go into that boat no more by yourself.
that God's going to set you free and deliver you and heal your heart and heal your mind. Touch your mind. But you will trust in Jesus and not in that thing that you run to for comfort. Amen. Bow your heads and let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God. Oh, praise Jesus, my God. Move blindfolds, oh God. Set your captives free, my God. There's many women who are called by you, my God. You made a way for them. You're calling them out into deep waters, oh God. In the name of Jesus, have your way right now, my King. Do what only you can do. No preacher, no church, no song, no message. Holy Ghost, we give you liberty right now. Have your way in our lives. Break every chain, my God. Remove every bondage, oh God. Be with fear, Lord. It's security, past barriers, my God. In the name of Jesus, our Father, have your way right now. There's power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, as deliverance. Water water, step up and make your way. Have your way on them. Move by your spirit. Come on, let's sing it. Hallelujah. Oh, there's power. There's power. There's power in the Every chance, 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 every chance